Hi, I'm Trish, and Heather and I, two 20-year exact size 6 career fit models, are writing a book to share our tips to help you find your own version of perfect. While we edit our book, we're doing podcasts, and today we are interviewing Sean Ray, Editor-in-Chief at DigitalMuscle.com, Senior Producer at Mr. Olympia, Senior Producer at IFBB Professional League, and Founder of NPC, Sean Ray's Hawaiian Class. Also author of The Sean Ray Way. All right, Heather, let's get started. Yes, I love this interview because people sometimes think that Trish and I are overachievers, but when they hear about you, Sean, and your achievements, we will look pretty normal in comparison. But before we get to that, tell us about how you and my husband, Jeff, met as kids and then (laughs) seen each other at the Arnold Classic because I love this story. It's so funny. Yeah, what a coincidence. First of all, hello from Southern California. I'm calling you from (laughs) South Orange County. Um, So I'm born in born and bred in Placentia, California, which is where I met Jeff. Um, uh-huh. I was born in the house that I was, I grew up in and across the street, like the Brady Bunch house were the Mathis family. And <laughs> if my memory serves me correct, Jeff, Stephen, I think there was a Cr- Susan. Craig. And Sue there's one, and is there Craig? Craig. Okay. Yes. Craig? And so, yeah. So I come from a family of eight, but I was born into a family of five. So there's five in my house. I think there was four over in that house. Our entire yeah. street was full of kids. And uh, Jeff was I'm, – I'm almost certain me and Jeff were the same age, Heather. How you are. Okay. So we kind of like play kids, like, you know, in the neighborhood kids. And I woke up one day and literally like I blinked and the entire family moved out. They were gone. <laughs> um, and as kids, it's a little, it can be a little bit traumatic because your your little play date's gone. Like you were playing with them, and, and then the whole family's gone, and you don't really get an explanation. It wasn't like uh, I was watching them pack up the moving truck, and I knew that they were going somewhere. Just like they were gone one day. And ironically, I another family to Texas. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was te- no, it was Ohio, then Texas, then Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, and I never got an explanation until I became an adult. But the family that moved in behind them, I wound up playing football with the Sykes family. There was Keith, Greg, Steve. Uh, and Dave, and they had Deanna Sykes. So that I became very good friends with the family that occupied the house after the Mathises left. And when the Mathises left, there was no discussion of the Mathis. Like they were just gone, and the Sykes family kind of took their place. <laughs> One year, I'm on an airplane flight on the way home from the Arnold Classic, which I it's been going on for 33 years. I've never missed one. One of those events, I actually won the second and the third Arnold Classic. Um, somewhere in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, I'm on a flight and a lady looked over and was like, are you Sean Ray? I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. I mean, it's nice to be recognized, right? But who are you? <laughs> I, I miss Mathis. I'm like, what? And so we started chatting back and forth and, and all of that stuff, the flood of memories came back. And somehow or another, I connected with Jeff and literally every year I go to the Arnold Classic, I make it a point to bring my friends into to, and the restaurant. And you come into our restaurant. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like, we never missed a beat, although we missed an entire livelihood. Like I missed him from his elementary days to junior high, high school, college, all that stuff was gone. But when we reconnected, it was like, we never missed a beat. And I always look forward to going to Ohio and meeting up with Jeff and he likes wine and I love wine. So here we are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you guys both love, and you both love food. So, yeah, I'm a but food. yes, you know, it was back in the day before social media. So, you know, when you, when a kid did move away, it was a huge deal. And then it was just so cool how you guys reconnected so many years later after yeah. just literally not even thinking about each other. And Jeff didn't even know that you participated in those uh, Arnold classics. Yeah. So, but his, his mom did. I mean, like, what? Yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm a grown man, right? She remembers. 
remembered me when I was just a child. Like, did I look the same? But I guess apparently she, for whatever means, because I think her mom she still lived in Orange County. She That's remembered. So cool. Well, and so we're how, good. Well, how does one win the Arnold Classic or any championship title? I mean, you obviously have to build muscle strength, but what 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 makes you win? Is it more mindset over muscle, or what yeah. do you think? Well, winning is a matter of preference. It's a subjective sport. I have always said in my seminars around the world, because bodybuilding is global, which I did know as a teenager, um, that you know you work as an artist. I I don't have the ability to measure and compare myself with someone. I'm short. I'm not the biggest guy in bodybuilding. I'm not the heaviest guy. But an artist, uh, you give them the paints, you give them the oil, you give them the canvas, and their imagination will take them wherever it goes. And and for me, when I went in the gym, I saw the competition. I saw physiques that I liked. And in my mind's eye, I would train imagining myself as that particular athlete. And it all just kind of, for me, I, I when I saw in the mirror what I was lacking, what I needed, what I wanted to build, what I wanted more chiseled, through, through the magazines and through the videos, I would go to work as a sculptor. And, and my work of art is my physique. I put it up there against anybody else's and I let the judges mm-hmm. decide. It's a matter of opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't I wasn't the best. I got second in the world on two separate occasions in 94 and 96. But in a sport of subjective opinion, there can only be one winner. Mm-hmm. Um, in this contest, the Arnold Classic, which started in 1989, I won it in 90 and then 91. And then ultimate prize is the Mr. Olympia. And that's where I spent my career, 13 years in the Olympia, 12 of those years in the top five with two first runner up. So arguably that's, yeah, I was just going to say that's one cool thing that you have that's similar to what Trish and I have is a long length of a career in a field that most people don't. And the fact that you, for 12 years straight, were in the top five in Mr. Olympia, uh, which no one else has ever done, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the yeah. only one. I mean, there's, there's longer careers, but there's fluctuations. We've got guys that have won more shows. Um, but for that consecutive 12-year run, no, I, I, I stand no alone. And yeah, it's well, kind of cool to look back on. But, no, that's amazing. But so how do you maintain that discipline throughout the years? Like how well, do you, how do you yeah. continue? At that stage, I was on autopilot. Mind you, I started mm-hmm. at 17 years old. I started bodybuilding three years, wow. out, three years out of high school. I turned pro and then I spent the better part of my twenties into my thirties pursuing the ultimate prize, which is to be number one in the world, which is the Mr. Olympia. And along the way mm-hmm. I competed in a few other shows, the Arnold I did three times and the Ironman I did twice, but, um, for me, what got me out of bed was to whom much given, much is required. So suddenly I put myself in a place, you got to be careful what you ask for. I put, mm-hmm. put myself in a place of demand. I'm winning the shows. I'm on the covers of the magazines. Uh, I'm in demand for seminars. I'm in demand for guest posings. I'm sponsored by and representing various companies. And so the more visible I became, the more in demand I became. And then I had bills to pay, car notes, mortgages. And ultimately, you know, you you get on this hamster wheel of trying to mm-hmm. continually chase number one, but at the same time, keep the money machine going mm-hmm. in order, to, in order to stay afloat. I wasn't, I was doing this to be the best in the world, but every child's dream of lifting weights is like to be paid for their passion. And mm-hmm. I, I spent a lifetime earning money for doing what I love. I would have done it for free at, at some point, but when you learn the business and I've always said the business of bodybuilding, when you learn the business, there are rewards that you should feel entitled to. And in order to to tap into that, you got to learn how, what goes on in the promotion of a contest. You've got to learn 
what goes on with regards to the supplement industry, which is huge, the multi-billion dollar industry. And, and mm-hmm. if I'm endorsing these products, I, I want to make sure I'm getting my proper compensation. Um, I also want to know how to pay it forward. So there's an opportunity for me to teach other athletes what I've done. And I need to know how much I need to charge them for my time. What's my time worth? If you exactly. want me in China, if you want me in China, Germany, England, what valuation am I going to put on getting on a plane and flying transatlantic or around the world, staying in a hotel, being around strangers, having my image plastered all over the place and helping a promoter sell tickets? What is my time worth? And then what am I going to do when I'm there? I would, I would twofold it. Like I would put a valuation on my time. Here's what I'm going to, here's what it's going to cost for me to be there and do what you need me to do. But while I'm there, I'm also planting seeds in order to come back. It's always about the sequel. I, I, I need to meet the gym owner. I need to meet the people that own the vitamin stores. I need to figure out a way to, to come back. Cause I knew that the, if I could plan something a year from now ahead, that money is going to be guaranteed and I can keep the money machine going, which then becomes a business. And when I exited bodybuilding, um, all of those little platforms for me came back and they bore fruit to, to keep me in alive in this industry. So you're very self-motivated. I don't know if everyone is as self-motivated as you. That's funny because it actually brings me to another question. I've met your gorgeous wife, Christy, and mm-hmm. I see your beautiful daughters on Facebook, and I love following their careers. I watch Jance Moms, where your mm-hmm. daughter, Asia, was the absolute star <laughs> of the show, and I mm-hmm. loved every minute of it. That's you fun. have two talented, amazing kids, as you know. But I look at your family, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We're falling behind. I'm, I'm not <laughs> like, like we go with the Joneses kind of person at heart, or I'd have to be really jealous yeah. of you guys because you are like a super family. So like the discipline and talent of not just you, but your whole family is really so inspiring. And how do you all do all that you do? do well, you, are you all just as passionate about your own, you know, particular I, avenue that you're exploring or? Yeah, I, I don't think nothing's forced on anybody. Like my wife was a fitness competitor before I met her. So she knew Mm -hmm. the discipline of training every day. She knew the discipline of dieting. She knows what it takes mindset wise to prepare, to be evaluated and subjected to an audience uh, and and that type of stuff. So she knew who she was marrying because that's what I did. That's how we met in the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. My daughter, she was dancing at five years old, but prior to that, she was already ice skating. So she got bit by the competitive edge and from ice skating to gymnastics into dance, she became a, a national dance champion at the age of six. And in doing that, somewhere along the way, she thought she can sing. And trust me when I tell you, <laughs> it was it was noise. It was a lot of noise. And I'm thinking, oh, God, you're killing me. And somewhere, somewhere along the way, like anything else, she fine-tuned it. And it became music. And she's got music on iTunes. And she's done videos. And, you know, she sang with Mariah Carey during her Christmas and she's met every. She's literally met everyone. She was OJ no, Simpson's I just, I daughter on her, TV. Her 15th, it was her fifteenth birthday yesterday too, wasn't it? Might as well have been twenty five. She's like I so know, grown. That's what I thought when I saw her picture. But she's she a self motivator. So... She's self motivator, yeah. self starter, and very competitive. Um, Bella, my youngest at twelve, she loves the art and, and fun of gymnastics. She doesn't have the same competitive did. She likes doing uh-huh. it. She enjoys the friendships and the camaraderie. Uh, so I don't. I. I I can lead them, but I, I don't try to crack a whip, right? I mean, they're yeah. girls, they're girls. So I really do let mom direct that. And <laughs> yeah. it's a lot easier for me to focus on Sean Ray productions because if you threw a boy into the mix, I'd be screwed. I, it'd be hard <laughs> for me to leave home and, you know. They're in charge. Yeah, yeah they're in charge. They have well, their girls day and all that stuff. So it makes it easy for me. 
Well, they're amazing. And yeah, I mean, you Thank guys have you. a really cool, cool family. So I won't reveal your actual age and nobody would probably believe me anyway. I'm not ashamed but... of it. Well, I'm, okay. I'm, so how old are you? I'm a child of 1965. So do the math. Um, yeah. Well, Jeff, Jeff is 66. So you guys are actually a year apart. I thought you guys were the same age, but yeah. But and yeah. At that, when we were kids who it's like, give or yeah. take whatever, but I yeah. know that, I know that he had a younger brother, right? Yeah. Well, Craig, Craig. Yeah, so Craig and then the, everyone else was, yeah. And then everyone was older than him. Was older. But what, what um, I find, what I find about getting older is, is that there's nothing, it's, you embrace it. Like really I'm, I'm 55 years old, September the 9th. And, um, there's not anything that I would want to go back in my youth and do. There's a lot of things I want to do as I grow older. My main focus right now is to be healthy because I'm I'm paying attention to people my age or 10 years older because I'm aware of like that 10-year gap, like 65 is around the corner. 10 years is going to go really fast. Mm-hmm. And what I only hope for, forget about the wealth, forget about the security. I, I pray for my health because mm-hmm. you cannot put a dollar amount on – Two legs, two arms, a good back, nice posture, a good appetite, and being able to be healthy. So many people I know my age or 10 years above are – I had a buddy of mine who lost his leg from the knee down. Um, I have the guy that won all the eight Mr. Olympias. He's got eight or nine back surgeries, neck surgery. I mean things happen when you train and beat your body up, and Mm -hmm. I'm thankful to God for the injuries and – I exercise now. I don't train. And the reason I exercise, because when you say the word training, it takes you to a place of competition. Mm-hmm. Exercising for me is like holistic training. I'm not trying to look a certain way. I'm working out to try to feel a certain way. I love that. And so you did also, did you do a DVD at one point too for oh, fitness, yeah. over, fitness Over 40 <laughs> is what it's called, right? I did like, in my time, I did like five um, VH, VH cassette players is before your time. And then it yeah. moved into the DVDs. Yeah, I did a fitness. Yeah. And the reason I did that, the reason I did that way back when, God, it's almost 15 years ago, um, was I had my uh, Asia, Asia, my daughter that just turned 15. Uh-huh. We, just, we just had her and I was 40 years old. And, you know, I went through the pregnancy with my wife as if I was pregnant. I ate everything. I got so out of shape. I was retired. I was retired. I was fat and living up. So I said, you know what? The motivation for me to get kind of in shape again will be to document, you know, getting fit after 40. And I did a half-hearted attempt at making a little comeback, doing a body transformation. But midway through it, before it actually finished, I fell off the wagon and realized that I can work out every day, but I can't diet anymore. The diet is just too hard for me to be yes. really restrict on. I like the flavor of food. Definitely. So- yes. Uh, Sean, I'm really curious if you're, um, so your daughter's 15, I have a 15 year old daughter too. And I, I personally love weightlifting and I'm curious if, um, if your daughter or if my daughter, um, were wanting to get into weightlifting and, uh, strength building, what piece of advice would you give them? So my daughter already is, I actually pay her personal trainer three times a week, um, and it's fifty dollars a pop. So think about it, one hundred fifty bucks a week. Wow. Um, time <laughs> times four weeks. She will not Those listen. Those are California to Dad. prices. <laughs> uh, yeah, I and it and it's it is. It's on the beach. It's in Laguna Fitness. It's a private gym. Um, and the woman that trains her was is a uh, four bikini figure competitor. She doesn't listen to me. Mom doesn't want to direct her, but she's very attentive to the pro that trains her and has her preparing. She's doing exercises that her mom used to do. 
and she's 15 years old. She's not doing enough to stunt her growth, but she's at that point where if she's not active because she doesn't dance like she used to, she'll put on the pounds. We have the fat gene in my family. Uh, believe it or not, I got a lot of uh, family that's fat and overweight. I mean, obese, overweight, right? And I would be, I would be that guy too if I stopped working out. So my daughter's getting mm-hmm. ahead of that. She's working out and doing exercises to speed up her metabolism, to tone and keep her body shapely. She does a little bit of modeling, but I got her professional so that she doesn't have to figure everything out. And I stepped away. I don't, I don't want to beat my daughter up with all of the things that, that I know from the industry. I want her to be her own person. And her mom drops her off. So she steps away. And her and my other daughter, they'll go down to the beach for an hour while Asia does her fitness with a pro. My best advice is don't tell your kid. You can lead them to the water let, if they want to drink it. So this is good for Asia to have someone that knows what they're doing. Uh, that mm-hmm. fast tracks the right type of food. Asia, it, it, she's a vegetarian, so she's eating tofu and she's eating lots of greens and she's eating lots of egg whites. This isn't something I'm telling her to do. This is something that she just does. And I feel a lot more relieved and, and not as controlling. And same with her mom. We don't want to control the kids. Mm-hmm. It's her passion. Yeah. As yeah. well, which is cool. Yeah. And if she didn't like training, she wouldn't go. Obviously, I'd be, uh, I'd be happy because I would save all that money. But you know what? I'm investing in her health, uh, in a and way in her that, dreams. yeah. And in her yeah, dreams, and in her dream, really. in, yeah, in a way that it supplements what she does in singing and acting and it, um, uh, frees mom up for an hour a day to do what she wants to do. And it, and it totally absolves me of any correction. I don't correct her diet. I watch her make these healthy food choices and it makes me feel good that I don't have to tell her to eat her greens and to throw the yolk out from the egg. Like, cause she'll separate the egg white and the yolk. And you know, it's a lot of cholesterol in the yolks and mm-hmm. she doesn't like fried food. She doesn't eat red meat. I mean, she's doing all the things that her coach is telling her to do, which I can concur with because she earned professional status and she looks a certain mm-hmm. way and she works with a lot of athletes. So she has that female intuition to see what's right or wrong about her diet and her training. That's awesome. I, uh, I definitely, um, love your advice and I think it will be helpful for our listeners. Um, so many of us are trying to figure out what works best for us. And I am a firm believer that strength training is one of those things, whether it's weightlifting or, um, body weight exercises or, yoga, however that person uh, decides. But uh, definitely, this is an option. I love that you are able to join us today and share yeah. your story and how you achieved what you have in your life. So thank you. Thank you. We appreciate Thank you, Sean. Absolutely. You so it, all begin- it all begins and ends with self-motivation because if you can visualize it, you can achieve it. You just have to take the first step. A journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to take it out. So thank you guys for All listening. All right. Aid to be perfect podcast, ask questions or give us your ideas for what you want to hear from us. And please like, and follow our paid to be perfect podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google, our Instagram account at Heather and Trish. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter at paid to be perfect. So please stay tuned for next week's podcast. Keep following for more information about our eventual book release that shares all of our nutrition, fitness, and wellness habits. And remember you're perfect.